When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place. All right. Here we go. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This week, it's just myself, Jake Hassan, and Kevin Lapka. Kevin's returning because Josh Lyles and Chris Nano can't be here today. So we're going to do a little draft preview. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Bears might do, what their options are. Uh, But first, Kevin, how are you? How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Happy to talk some Bears football with you today. Yeah, I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah, it feels good to be back. Last time I had a lot of fun, so hope hope to have a lot of fun again today. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. Draft starts tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. And as everybody knows, the Bears don't have a first and second round pick this year. That was sent to Oakland in the Khalil Mack trade. So the Bears have don't pick until the third round at 87th overall. So they only have one pick inside the top 100 this year. But uh, we talked about little bit about it before that the bears and Ryan pace specifically has this kind of a knack of finding guys in the middle rounds. And so, uh, a a lot to work with here. Uh, Kevin, are you worried at all about the lack of picks? Not worried at all. Again, a lack of picks here. It's not a huge deal for us. We know what the roster is like. We know that there is not a lot of talent that needs to be added to this roster. With these picks, you're basically just looking for, you know, a few backup guys, maybe starters in the future, maybe those fourth and fifth rounders. But I want to focus on that third round pick, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I'm fine with where we're at right now. Again, you asked me if I would want Khalil Mack or a first round pick. I think we all know the answer to that. I'll take Khalil Mack. So I'm not really worried with what we have here. We'll work with what we got and hopefully find some gems in these uh, these third, fourth, fifth, and seventh rounders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're essentially like you just kind of hit on. You traded those picks you essentially got Khalil Mack and Anthony Miller right that's essentially what you're doing you're drafting Khalil Mack and Anthony Miller again and Ryan Pace said that's what he's telling his staff that and when they're sitting there waiting for their first pick to come up and you know in Oakland picks Ryan Pace is going to slap the name Khalil Mack up there and in the second round they're going to slap the name Anthony Miller up there and uh I think I saw today that Pace plans on playing their highlight videos in the draft room as they're waiting (laughs) too so I mean I I love that move and I, I mean I'm with you. If you're asking me if I'd rather have a first round pick or Khalil Mack, the, the answer is Khalil Mack every single time. It's not close. Right. All right. So let's get into a a little bit about what the bears could do though. Like I said, they don't pick till the third round uh, with the 87th overall pick. Uh, There's still a lot of talent to be found there. I mean, obviously the NFL draft is seven rounds for a reason. There's a lot of guys to choose from from yeah uh the bears do have some holes to fill this year though i I feel like last year's draft uh you know the draft that brought in anthony miller uh there wasn't a lot that the bears had to address i I feel like now there's a little bit more 
weaknesses almost. I mean, obviously the the Jordan Howard trade uh, opens up a huge hole on your roster, um, one that needs to be filled. And then you have a couple other things. I mean, you lost Bryce Callahan and Adrian Amos, obviously. So I feel like this year is more of a year where we'll see the Bears have a more strategic plan. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, it's definitely possible. You you bring that up. Like last year, they filled a lot of those roster holes through free agency. And I know the Khalil Mack trade, you know, happened in September. But the draft, uh, it was important. But again, there still wasn't that many holes on the roster last year. But this year, you're looking at some holes where it's very prominent. Like, again, I'm going to keep stressing this throughout, all throughout the podcast. The running back position, I think the Bears need to find themselves a guy who's going to be a starter next year. And I'm sure we'll touch on that. But I think that's the most important thing to look at. You're looking for a player who's going to be an immediate starter year one. Last year, you're not really looking for any of those players. I mean, 12-4 and four last year was kind of an overachievement. Not a lot of people thought we were going to make the playoffs. So you weren't really necessarily looking for players who would impact year one. That's the difference with this year's draft. Even those fourth or fifth rounders, you still might be looking for a cornerback or a possible safety, someone who can come in and be an immediate impact year one and assist this team to a Super Bowl run. Absolutely. you're, And that that point that you make that this wasn't a team at first, in, at this time last year, the Bears weren't a playoff team yet. They weren't a team defending a division crown. Expectations have changed. You're a team that is expected to compete for a Super Bowl that is expected to compete for your division title and you have to do that so you're gonna have to hit on a couple of these guys and running back is absolutely one of those uh there's a lot of options here I think with running back I think there's a lot of guys that the Bears like it seems like they've interviewed a lot of running backs uh and to me this is a deep class I think they don't have to go running back with their first pick I don't think they have to go running back with the 87th pick I don't know if you feel differently right I mean the so there, I guess we'll get into it here's with the way I look at it all right so we have that third rounder with the 87th overall pick but I I brought this up in the last podcast and I still think it's a possibility a lot of times on draft day rumors are swirling around people don't know what's going on people get flustered and then people are starting to say okay the guy we want might get taken in the second round or a few picks before us so do not count out the possibility of us moving up in the draft to take a running back that we think is our guy. And, you know, Ryan Pace has a list of who they think is their guy there on the board. And so the question is, who is that? But um, a name I'd like to bring up is Miles Sanders, and we'll get into a few other a few of those other guys later. But, again, you brought it up earlier in the podcast. Ryan Pace has the tremendous ability, from what we know so far, to select good running backs late rounds in the draft. So you could be seeing – Ryan Pace and the co draft a guy in the fifth round who they think is the next starting back of the Chicago starting running back of the Chicago Bears. Even that fifth rounder or fourth rounder, we don't know. But I do think they touch on it in the third round just because of how pressing of an issue it is and the need to find a guy who's going to be a year one impact. You may find a guy in the fourth or fifth round who could be a very big impact years later. I mean, it's it's almost rare you find a guy who's going to be an impact immediately who's undrafted or that late. I know it happens and it, it will happen this year whoever it may be for. But I think if you find that guy in the third round, you're looking at the guy who can help this offense make a Super Bowl run if you get him that early. But it is a deep running back class. Uh, Are there any names that jump out to you as possible guys that the Bears could be looking at? So I know that a lot of people like the running back from Kentucky, Benny Snell. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had an incredible year at Kentucky, and I know a lot of people like him. I have a little bit of a question of if he's going to be there later. I I could see a team taking a chance on him early in the third round or even in the second round if a team really, really likes him. Um, 
But if he falls, I think the Bears definitely take a look at him and uh, as is warranted. I mean, he's a good runner. Um, I love Miles Sanders, too. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders of, of Penn State, I saw him firsthand. I, I, I watched him in person this year when he gashed Illinois for 200-plus yards. I mean, and literally gashed Illinois, it might be putting it as an understatement. I mean, he <laughs> he ran all over this defense. And granted, it was Illinois, and they don't have a great defense, but watching him run, just the vision and power and decision-making, like, He's very decisive with his runs, and I think, and I've seen Miles Sanders pop up uh, a lot on Twitter. I've seen a lot of people link him to the Bears. I know the Bears like him, but it, I think another thing is there: if you're going to try and take him, I know that he's probably a third or fourth rounder, and so he's going to be there right when you around when you want to pick. Um, I think David Montgomery is also an inter- interesting name from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was reading a little bit on him uh, at the Athletic. They did a little blurb on him, and I mean it's kind of the same thing. He he runs well. He runs between the tackles well, uh, and he's a good receiver. He does what the Bears want. He's a, a a bit more of an upgraded Jordan Howard. And when I was watching clips of him, one thing that stood out is Jordan Howard never had that breakaway speed. Jordan Howard never had right. that all right, I'm going to beat you down the sideline. Like he, he was fast that, you know, he's a running back in the NFL. Obviously he was fast, but he never had that, you know, make you eat his dust speed. Yeah. He never had, you know, I mean, how many times did we watch Jordan Howard get taken down from behind, you know? So <laughs> yeah, like he, he got caught a lot. And when I was watching Montgomery, I, that's not something I saw. He's 5'10", he's 222, but he runs really fast. I mean, he's got that breakaway speed, so I think he's one to watch. I think he could be available in maybe the fifth or fourth round. Yeah, I love all those names that you brought up, and those are all guys that should be available. But again, you know, things happen during the draft. The teams go in a frenzy, and all of a sudden, one team takes their guy, they get scared, they may move up, they may take a different guy. You know, that's why mock drafts are so strange, because all these things happen, and it's almost like... Uh, complete guesses is what mock drafts are because you never know what's going to happen. But the one guy that you brought up that I brought up a little bit earlier was Miles Sanders. I love him. I went to, I go to Ohio state. So I saw him uh, play against Ohio state uh, with Penn state. And I loved what I, what I saw from him as well. Um, Again, low mileage, just 276 carry uh, career carries. Again, he was playing behind Saquon Barkley. So he obviously um, has, you know, not a lot of, track on his feet so that's that's a good thing that's a strength rather than a weakness people see that right. as a weakness sometimes but no he's fresh his legs are fresh he's ready to go um again like you said vision very good thing um i love his vision he's built like an nfl runner people are a little bit worried about his acceleration i'm not too worried about it uh, and, and again he does have the speed he's a little bit faster than jordan howard uh, again how many times do we see jordan howard you know get run down i remember that game against minnesota you think he's going to break out a 80 yard touchdown and here comes the Minnesota defender right behind him, brings him down at like the 10 or 15 yard line. I don't, I don't know exactly where, but uh, I think you're looking at uh, the next running back to the Chicago bears in Miles Sanders, but plenty of other guys are out there. And I think that's really important. We kind of got lucky that this draft class is very deep at the running back position. Cause that's exactly what we need. And you're looking at plenty of guys who can be year one starters because essentially that's what you're looking for. We have, you know, it's consensus that, the, the running back that the Bears are going to draft is going to be a big part of this committee. We, we know they're going to run by committee. We know that this running back is going to be a big part. And it's no doubt they're going to draft one. The question is where uh, third, fourth, fifth round, I'm not sure. But I, I, I personally think 
they're going to attend to it in the third round because it is a pressing issue. And I don't think they're ready to be a top 10 offense unless they get uh, a very good running back, um, someone who can make an impact day one in the third round. What do you think about Bryce Love? Bryce Love is a guy I really like, too. I think, uh, you know, I haven't done too much research on him. I tweeted about him uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, his college statistics are they're insane. Uh, he mm-hmm. was a Heisman candidate a few years ago, maybe even last year. Um, his draft stock has fell a little bit. His combine wasn't great. I think he might get selected before the third round. That's the only problem I see from him. But uh, he's another guy who I think is going to be there. And again, it just reinforces the statement that this draft class is so good. Bryce Love is a guy I'd love to have in there. Uh, do you like what you see from him? How much have you done on him? So I bring up Bryce Love because you're right. He was a Heisman candidate in 2017 he finished second uh that was his junior year and he rushed 263 times for 2800 yards for an 8.1 average per carry it's insane um last year he wasn't as good he was hurt he had some injury issues and he faced a little bit stiffer competition uh didn't play as well well just had 700 yards last year and that was in 106 66 attempts that down to 4.5 yards per carry. But the thing I like with him is in 2017, Love had just 33 catches. Last year he had 99. Okay. And he was averaging about five yards per carry. So that shows that he has that that variability. He can do both things that you ask him to do. And I think that that Heisman contending running back is still there. I think that he's still a guy that can give you that number one, that star running back type of production. I think he wasn't running behind the best line at Stanford last year. I think he had some injury issues too. Uh, And you're right. His draft stock has fallen because of those injuries and because of the lack of production last year. I think he's going to be available in the fourth or fifth round. I think you could get him in the fourth. And because this is a guy that was talked about top 10 after that 2017 year. Right. I mean, this was a guy who said if he declares he's going to be top 10, top 15 pick. And now he's fallen to the mid rounds. Um, And I think if the Bears like him, if they've liked what they've seen from him, uh, whether that's at the combine or his pro days or in meetings, I think you take a chance on him. Because like you said, this is going to be a running back by committee type of approach. And I think that that gives them the opportunity to take a chance on a guy like Bryce Love and say, okay, here we go, like, do your thing. You don't have to be the star, but if you end up being that, awesome. Because, I mean, if he turns into Alvin Kamara, like, you know, a guy taken in the fourth or fifth round who ends up becoming the star running back when you just really draft him as a change of pace guy, Yeah, you know, that's awesome. You hit on that, and that, I mean, I think... I think he and Tariq Cohen could be a real a real duo there. I, I like Bryce Love a lot as a potential uh, sleeper pick. Yeah, one thing I like that you mentioned, uh, this is the second time you've mentioned this, the pass-catching ability of these running backs. That's mm-hmm. an extreme characteristic of a running back in the Matt Nagy offense. You need a guy who can catch the ball. So when considering running backs that the Bears are going to draft, it's going to be a running back who can catch the football and, and do that well because that's obviously one of the big reasons why they moved on from Jordan Howard is because his inability to catch the football. We'll never forget the Atlanta Falcons game when he dropped that potential game-winning touchdown. So they want to have uh, they want to have a guy who can catch the football uh, and do it very well. So I think that's a huge characteristic to look at when we consider some of these running backs uh, in these in these you know early round picks. No, it absolutely is. And and like you said last year, and I think we talked about this in the last episode you were on. Jordan Howard was traded because he couldn't catch the football reliably enough. And Mm -hmm. so last year turned into when Jordan Howard was on the field, you knew what was happening. When Tariq Cohen was on the field, you knew what was happening. So 
that's why, and like you said, in the Matt Nagy offense, you got to be able to catch as well. So that's definitely something we're going to see. And I really believe that that's why the Bears are doing their homework. They need a double threat running back. Someone who, like, I, I think once they find this guy, Tariq Cohen, I, I love him. He's electric. He can break a team's back and he can really put the game away for you or seal a game for you. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I think the Bears, they love him, but he can't be out there for so many plays. He's got to be out there in specific situations. Right. I mean, again, it, it really it, it's his size. Again, that's, that's all it is. If he was yeah. out there every time, he'd get destroyed. And I love Tariq Cohen. He's one of my favorite players on the Bears. And I think he will get a bigger workload this year. I was kind of uh, critical of his workload last year. I thought they didn't use him enough. And again, one of those reasons is because he, he could get batted around because of how small he is. But, you know, he's one of the toughest guys at the running back position I've seen play. I mean, for how small he is, he gets hit and he gets bullied around. And he just gets right back up. I mean, do you remember that video of him, you know, checking Dante Fowler Jr., uh, yeah. a man who is quite bigger than him uh to say the least and you know he just you know stood up to him straight up uh he's a very tough guy and i think he'll have a more prominent role but uh but nonetheless i'm i'm really excited for this draft because i think no matter who they draft i have trust in in ryan pace that this guy is going to be a star in the league i mean not a lot of people thought jordan howard to be a star in the league when they drafted him a few years ago so i'm just trusting ryan pace here and i'm really excited to see who they select this year i'm really excited yeah, I think I think we're all excited to see who they pick, and we're excited to see that that running back take the field, uh, whether that be in OTAs or wherever. Um, keeping it moving here, what's another area of need that you think the Bears could target in this draft? I think cornerback and outside linebacker, but I think cornerback is the one thing you're targeting uh, maybe in the fourth or fifth round if it's not running back over there, maybe even the third round if they don't choose running back up there either. And I think, again, it comes down to Prince of Mukamura. Uh, he's getting older. That's a spot that's going to be filled. But also the loss of Bryce Callahan. You're going to mm-hmm. have to find a guy who's going to place him. We have the issues about Buster Screen. Um, I know uh, Chris Nano is not very fond of Buster Screen, so you may be <laughs> looking at a replacement there. But I'm not. It, it, it's more rare, I'd say, that you find a cornerback uh, this late in the draft to be successful year one. So although that may be a point of need for the Bears, point of emphasis, I don't know if you're going to be finding a guy necessarily who's going to come in and be a staple part of this defense. Definitely a second stringer, third stringer, but it's just the trend is it's more rare that you'll find a a cornerback that late be good year one. But nonetheless, that is an area they definitely tend to outside linebacker and safety as well. Yeah, I mean, let's remember Bryce Callahan was an undrafted free agent that was signed. So, but it still took him a few years to have success. Right, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, that's up there for me, too. D- defensive back, definitely you lose two starters. And then you you have Ha Clint Dix, but he's only on a one-year deal. Um, if he overperforms, then he ends up going signing a bigger contract somewhere else. That Then you're kind of looking at a hole there again. Um, so safety's up there for me. Defensive back, someone who can do either would be awesome, pre- preferably someone who could do both a little bit um, would be really great. And then you're right, outside linebacker, uh, you just got to keep getting a, a solid rotation. You don't know what you're getting from Aaron Lynch. You don't know how much you can count on him. Uh, we talked about in that episode that you were on that, you know, Aaron Lynch is a young guy still. And if he's healthy, he could be a huge impact. But can he stay healthy is the thing. And if he's not, you need to find that guy that can line up opposite of Leonard Floyd 
and be there. So I, I, I'm with you. I think those are the two the two areas that you specify. Is there anybody that you like specifically at cornerback in this draft? Cornerback, I haven't looked a ton about it. I have looked at some safeties. I'll get to back to you on the cornerback in a little bit because there are a few guys that point out, but I haven't honed down to a specific guy. But I look at Jaquan Johnson, safety out of Miami. He's a guy that I think could come in and you know be a rotational guy when uh, Ha or Eddie aren't out there for whatever reason. You know, hopefully there is no injury, but in the event that that happens, you're looking at this guy out of Miami who would be ready year one. Again, I'm going to keep stressing this. You're looking for guys who are going to be ready year one because of the state of this team. A lot of teams uh, at this state are looking for those kind of guys because they know what needs to be done next year, that being a Super Bowl, that being another division crown. So I'm looking at a ton of guys in this draft who are NFL ready. And I think Jaquan Johnson out of Miami is a guy who is NFL ready. I love what he did in college, and I think it translates to the NFL, and he'd be a great guy in the fourth, probably fifth round. And, you know, we've seen them take safeties, haven't really hit on safeties uh, later in the rounds um, thus far in the past, you know, four or five years. But I, I think this is a guy who could fill in again. Like you said, it is a strong possibility. Haha does very well this year, and the Bears aren't willing to give him that much money because they're going to have to pay Eddie Jackson as well. So they may be looking for the replacement at safety somewhere in this draft, and I think Jaquan Johnson out of Miami could be that guy. You got any guys yeah. for that or, or cornerback? Uh, or linebacker? Someone, someone that I like for safety is actually Mike Edwards out of Kentucky. Uh, okay. He's a guy that the Bears have been linked to a little bit. Uh, and I've seen a couple things on him. He, I, I like what he can do. He has the versatility to play corner as well. He can play both safety and corner, so then you have that versatility there. But I really like his instincts. When I watch him, I've watched a couple of his tapes. I've watched a little film on him. I really like his instincts. I like that he has this nose for the football almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he has the instincts to go where the ball is, almost kind of in the same vein that Eddie Jackson does. So I think that I like what he has and I really like how he plays. And so I think that if he has the opportunity to learn behind both Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller, uh, in the event that haha Clint Dix leaves, I think you have a very strong candidate as a replacement there, uh, right with Mike Edwards. I think he should be available in the fourth round. Who knows? Uh, obviously we know that pace is no slouch when it comes to trading up and, you know, ma- making a move, to get his guy, I think Mike Edwards could be one of those guys mm-hmm. that he really wants to get. And if, if he wants to, I think Pace will make that move. Um, and so I, I think that Edwards fits that bill. I like Edwards. I, I think they met with him at his pro day. That's a name that sounds familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a guy, again, that they may be targeting. Uh, I like that a lot. And I think, again, safety is something that they will attend to probably fifth or maybe even those seventh rounders. So we'll see, but uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, one other area of need that I could see the Bears uh, addressing in this draft is offensive line. Okay, uh, yeah. Obviously, we, we have James Daniels, and he can play center or guard, and he played really well last year. I, I mean, Daniels was uh, – I mean, he was a second-round pick. You invested a second-round pick in him out of Iowa for a reason. Uh, he played really, really well. I think he got better as the season went on. Um, but also the bears have had some durability issues with their line. You know, Kyle Long hasn't been the most durable guy. Uh, Cody Whitehair even has had some injury issues and some inconsistency issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously it's always good to have quality offensive line depth. And one guy that sticks out to me 
and I think the Bears could get him in the sixth or seventh round, and I think he could really make the team better and, and make the cut, make the team, is Nick Elgretti from Illinois. I've watched this guy play for the last two years, uh, and he's just he's a grinder. He's one of those guys that just goes in. He wants to make everything happen. Uh, he just he wants to be the catalyst in a big play. He wants to be the guy that springs a runner. He wants to be the guy that pancakes someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, and I've watched the play. And Elgretti, he's really strong. He's very strong, and he's just he's quick on his feet, and he does. He, he does a lot for you. He was a center at Illinois, but I think he could play guard. Um, and so I, I think that in, he'll be available. He's not going to be a guy, I don't think, in the fourth or fifth round. I think he'll be there in the sixth or seventh. And so I think you'll be able to get him. And I think the Bears should definitely take a look at him. He's, he's a guy that I, I think would really help them out. All right, everyone, remember that name. I don't know a lot about him. I know you're from Illinois, so that's why yeah. you know uh, a little bit about him. But I, again, I think offensive line, you know, is a uh, it's not a pressing issue, but it's something to look at. Again, we we don't know about Kyle Long South. He seems to get injured every year. As much as I love him, it is an issue. Uh, you know, Charles Leno just got the contract, or was it Bobby Massey? Um, one of those guys got a contract. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but uh, this year. You know, yeah, this year was, was Massey. It was Massey. Yeah. yeah, it was Massey. Um, but Charles Leno overperformed. Um, Witzman was kind of in there a little bit. So you're definitely looking at a guy who could replace, um, you know, Long or whoever they are when they're injured or when, you know, Witzman goes or whatever it may be. It's, it's always good to have depth at that position, um, especially with, you know, kind of the injury-prone line that we currently have. So I like that. Remember the name. What's his name again? Nick Elgretti from Illinois. Nick Elgretti. Senior. Yeah, the Bears select a, him. Jake Hassan said it first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's durable. He played 36 straight games. He's a guy okay. that yeah, has wow. been there uh, in and out all the time. So uh, he's a guy that I think you count on. Obviously, when you put together any kind of consecutive games played streak, it's something to look at. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. definitely. I think one thing that we can rule out for the Bears for this draft is I don't think they're going to spend a draft pick on a kicker. Uh, they oh, yeah. obviously Cody Parkey is out the door. They've brought in several different kickers, Redford Jones, Chris Blewett, and I forget the name of the guy from the AAF that they brought in. Something uh, last was Guy. I don't know the first name, but last, or Fry. Fry was it Fry? Fry Guy? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking it up right. Elliot Fry. Yeah. Fry. So the yeah. Bears signed. <laughs> he was a former kicker from the AAF. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Fry. He's a former Carolina, uh, South Carolina kicker, and so now. They have three guys in there. They signed him to a three-year contract. Uh, this yeah. guy, the Elliot Fry from the AAF, uh, he was 14 for 14 with the Orlando Apollos. Uh, his longest was 44 yards. Uh, he was four for four on kicks of 40 plus yards uh, during his college career at 75% of his field goals. Missed one out of 162 extra point attempts. That's so. <laughs> so but it is was, closer in college, but yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he was nails in the AF though. He was good. He was pretty much automatic, uh, 14 for 14, obviously, and the Bears bring him in for this kicker competition. Um, so I think they have three guys. I don't think they're going to spend a pick on a kicker in this draft. Yeah, it's, you know, spending a pick on a kicker is just meh. You know, I, I don't yeah. really know what to make of it. I think you can find guys just as good off the streets or undrafted, and especially, you know, 
I, I just I just don't see it happening, especially with the guys that they sign. Like you mentioned, they seem to have found uh, a plethora of guys that they want to choose from. Um, you know, Blewett, Fry, and the other guy. Um, can't remember his name, even though you Redford said Jones. It. Redford Jones, right? You know, j- just pick a guy out of those three. But I'm gonna mention it. Robbie Gold really <laughs> wants to be back with the Chicago Bears. He has made that extremely obvious. Uh, yeah. He just requested a trade from the. But some interesting news today as of Wednesday, um, the 49ers actually came out and said they're not going to trade Robbie Gold, which is, you know, teams sometimes say that and it eventually ends up happening. I think that's going to be the case here. I think the 49ers are just saying that, trying to get Robbie Gold to come back and understand that it's not going to happen. But if Robbie Gold just says, screw you, I'm not coming to OTAs, I'm not coming to training camp or anything, then they may have no choice but to trade him. And I think that's going to happen. You know, he said, I believe the phrase was he wants to be closer to his family, which is a pretty good reason. But it's him. He wants to be in Chicago. His career is waning. He wants to go to a team that is close to the Super Bowl. He has so much love for the city. He lives in Chicago. Uh, He was at the Bears playoff game against the Eagles. He has nothing but love for the Bears, and he clearly wants to be back. So I think I ultimately think that will be the solution at kicker. What do you think? So I've said on this program before that I'm not completely in on the Robbie Gold hype in the reunion. Would it be cool? Yeah, I I think it would be an awesome story. Obviously, a lot of love for him. I still have a Robbie Gold signed hat in my room back home. Um, (laughs) I I love the dude. I think you're right. He very clearly has put out all the signs that he wants to come back to Chicago. He wants to be a member of the Bears. He wants to retire a Bear. Here's the thing that bothers me. It doesn't bother me, but gives me a little bit of pause in trading for Robbie Gold. It really seems like he wants a multi-year deal that is worth you know, that is worth a lot of money. Here's the thing. I don't think the bears are prepared to offer a kicker, a multi-million dollar deal. They're already paying, they're already paying Parky 4 million this season. They have three guys under contract. Now I'm not saying that the three guys that they have signed already are going to preclude them from coming back to a reunion with Robbie gold. Um, obviously if you can get who, uh, in my opinion, probably one of the all time greatest kickers and the NFL history, um, you do it and you're not going to have these guys who are signed to cheap deals stop you from that, obviously. Um, but I think they have these three guys that intrigue them and that they like, they're already paying Parky still. I think that they're not ready to give a four, three or four year deal for, let's say six, five or 6 million a year to Robbie gold. I, I just don't think, I don't think the cap allows for that. Their cap situation going forward. And I think it's it would be a mistake. I, I think that would handicap them more going forward. If he takes a cheap deal for a one- or two-year deal, awesome, but I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, that's definitely a fair point. But then you kind of bring it back and say, okay, you know, looking at this, you know, long-term possible deal or this, you know, future deal that he wants, he's trying so hard to get back to the city of Chicago and get yeah. back to the Chicago Bears. Hold on. That I think he'd be willing to take a, a pay cut and take a shorter deal just to stay with the team. I, I mean, how old is Robbie Gold? I, I don't exactly. 36. 36. I mean, I don't know how old Adam Vinatieri is. What is he, a 42 or something? But it's very rare that, you know, a kicker will even go that old. And, and I think he just, you know, if he wins a ring with the Bears this year, he says, all right, give me a two-year deal. I'll take a little bit less money. Let's go do it again. 
Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not is 46 just Vin- for reference. 46. Yeah, he's, he's getting up to 50. <laughs> so I'm not sure Robbie Gould plays 10 or 10 more years in the NFL. I'm not sure about that, but, um, <laughs> you know, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but it, it, it's just been made very clear. He wants to be in Chicago. He wants to be with the bears and, you know, it, it is, I, I do like how you bring that up how that is a possible issue especially with the kind of money that they've spent on kickers already and the four or five million dollars of dead money that uh you know is there because they cut cody parkey so it's definitely something to consider but you know would he be willing to take a pay cut to be in chicago i i think so but um you know this is something to keep our eye on going forward especially with the statement from the 49ers saying they don't want to trade him so um, definitely to keep an, uh, something to keep an eye on, but I certainly, I would just say would be more confident going into the season with Robbie gold instead of, you know, fry Blewett or Redford Jones. I, you know, I, I don't know much about them. I wouldn't necessarily be confident with them kicking a game winning field goal in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, we'll, we'll see, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's something to keep an eye on. I, I just think for the bears, uh, uh, I think if they were going to trade for Robbie, I think it would have happened already. Um, and plus, you, d- you don't know what his asking price is. I think they'd have to have a ch- an opportunity to negotiate for his. You can't just blindly trade for the guy, you know? Um, right. But, I mean, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. It's something I will definitely be watching. If he comes back, great. Awesome. I just, uh, I'm not sure how feasible it is right now. And I think, you know, you know what happens if he, you end up cutting one of these three guys and they go on to become a pretty good kicker, a pro bowl level kicker, a, a much cheaper. I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I love Robbie. I, I hope he gets the money he definitely deserves. Um, but I just, I'm not sure if that's going to be with uh, the bears, unfortunately. Yeah, I hope it is, but you know, it, it, I would, it is probably a slim chance. So we'll, we'll see, but I know every bears fan out there is hoping for it. Everyone was excited <laughs> when they got the news that, asked to be traded so um it would it would be kind of it would, it would be a great reunion it kind of like people are seeing the last piece to the puzzle you know right. for the whole super bowl run and you know it, it would just be you know pretty cool to see but whether it's feasible or not is up in the air definitely uh all right man this was good i think we listed off a lot of good names i think we did some good stuff uh, obviously Chris Nano is the draft guy. So stay tuned because he will be doing his own small draft video uh, that will be out. So keep an eye on the bears nation Twitter page, but Kevin, it was a pleasure as always. Thank you for hopping on. Yeah, man. Ton of fun. A uh, pleasure doing this. I enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. But we will all be watching the last two days of the draft very closely. Uh, we will be doing on this program a draft in review episode once all the picks are made, once all the players are signed. And we'll kind of break those guys down akin to what we did last year, what Josh, Chris, and myself did last year. Um, but we'll be back once this draft is over. So look out for that. Look out for Chris's video. But for myself and for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening and bear down. Come on, I blame it on you all ago.